Welcome to KT Daily, your daily dose of news views and stories from around the UAE. Good morning, rise and shine. You're listening to KT Daily on Tuesday the 9th of August. On today's podcast, we chat to Brent Jackson, General Manager of Etihad Arena, about the versatility of the venue and his plans for the future. Before that, though, here's your news. The ruler of Sharjah has announced 50,000 dirhams in aid to support families in the Emirate who have had to leave their home following the recent floods. His Highness Sheikh Dr Sultan bin Mohammed al Qasimi has issued directives to hand over the amount to each family forced to seek shelter in hotels and other temporary accommodations. In international news, former President Donald Trump said FBI agents raided his Mar-a-Lago estate on Monday and broke into his safe, possibly connected to a US Justice Department investigation of Trump's removal of official presidential records to the Florida resort. Etihad Arena really is cementing its place as the go-to venue for a wide range of activities and events. From the UFC to Disney on Ice, from the Lion King to sit-down banquets, this chameleon of a venue really does cater for all, and we were lucky enough to chat to Brent Jackson, General Manager of Etihad Arena, to find out all about this fascinating venue. Brent Etihad Arena really is a world-class venue. Can you tell us about the arena in your own words? Well, it's the, the home of live entertainment. I mean, world-class content. Really, um, we're the biggest arena in the Middle East, uh, capacity-wise, but we can also scale down to host uh, world-class content like West End musicals and, and uh, FINA swimming events. I mean, basically, the, the idea here is that we want to be able to host um, any major world-class content, whether that be publicly ticketed or, or private mice events of the sort, conferences, conventions, you name it. Um, that, that, that's the idea. What is the process from changing the arena from, say, an NBA game to, like, the FEMA swimming event in 2021? What goes into the turnaround of the venue? Yeah, I mean, it's enormous preparation. And and I would also say collaboration and teamwork. It takes not only our team on the ground here at the arena, but there's so many people from the Sports Council to Department of Culture and Tourism, um, morale, our stakeholder, everyone's involved in the entire process um, to bring the event to the city, to make sure that all the the pieces are in place, you know, whether that be uh, logistics and approvals and and timings and support. So um, really, it's, it's a year and a half, even in the NBA case, maybe two-year process um, to get everything aligned and supported. But we're so lucky in Abu Dhabi because we have the government support and we work closely with all of those bodies that I mentioned almost on a daily basis to make sure that we're bringing in and that there's no kind of walls that we can't climb to bring these world-class events in. What is the quickest turnaround between events that you know of? Um, so, I mean, here in the UAE, I think we're, we're breaking records, to be honest, because for the past, before these world-class venues have been built in both the Emirates, um, everybody was used to having kind of a week turnaround time or three or four days between events. And now that we have such a busy calendar and that events, you know, weekends are at a premium, uh, especially during the nice months of the year, you know, when, when, when school's not out in the summer. So we've done now already a 17-hour turnaround uh, between uh, the UFC and Harlem Globetrotters. So I think I think we probably have the record right now um, in the UAE, but uh, it can get tighter. We'll, our goal, as we always tell the team, is to host two events in one day at some point. So we're, uh, we're ready for it. And how many people does it take to turn around an event in 17 hours? 
Yeah, so, so we're a very unique industry because, um, you know, unlike some of our uh, cousins of the hospitality industry, like hotels or amusement parks who have an operation every single day, you know, we have to ramp up and be ready for major events that maybe come every two weeks or, or, or during the busy season every weekend. So we have a full-time team of about 35. And then on top of that, we have uh, partners and contractors that we rely on to become an extension of our full-time team every time we have events. So um, whether it's the, the housekeeping team or our conversions operations team or the food and beverage team, you know, I would say, depending on the size of the event, we're talking hundreds of additional staff that really become and an extension. They're all wearing Etihad Arena polos. We really want them to feel that they're part of the team, um, but, the, but they're more, you know, on the event by event uh, standpoint. So when the FINA event was here, you built two world-class swimming pools. Does that go to show that any event is possible at Etihad Arena? Absolutely. I mean, the, 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 what I love to say about that question is that many, many arenas around the world or in the U.S. specifically, uh, the market that I come from, were built specifically with a major tenant in mind. And I mean like a basketball team or a hockey team. Here, the arena was built um, with the major tenant in mind of live events. So what we did throughout the entire process was how can we make sure that as we're putting in these seats or as we're putting in this power here, that it works for the majority of live entertainment that we want to host. So I, I don't think I've ever been in, in my kind of 20 year career in a, in a venue that's more versatile to host these kind of events. So one day we can do the swimming championships. The next day we can push in all the seats and do a monster trucks event inside the venue. I mean, we have the space on the floor to do that and the power requirements. So we really thought of, you know, how can we make it intimate for a thousand people and amazing for 14,000 people at the same time. So I, I'm, I'm pretty proud and I think the team is too that, yeah. that we can pretty much host anything that comes our way. In 2018, Etihad Arena was named the most sustainable building of the year. What did you have to do to achieve that award? Uh, we're very, very proud of that. I mean, that goes to show um, the world-class nature of, of morale in general. They're kind of um, maybe maybe not as out there as the Etihad Arena, but they're becoming known as probably the best developers, in my opinion, in, in the UAE, um, as you can see from what's going on in Yas Island. And a huge part of every project they do is sustainability. So specifically in our uh, arena, they looked at everything from, you know, roof, uh, uh, sustainability. We have an energy center. Um, specifically outside so that means that a lot of our uh, water for for our acs and things like that are reused waters and thing and and on site we're probably the first large venue to have that and that's a that's a deal specifically so it, it was really about everything from you know non-smoking inside the arena uh, to as i say the energy center outside so everything was looked at and we had meetings specifically on sustainability i would say on a on a monthly basis what do you think the arena does for tourism in Abu Dhabi? Uh, I think it's it's been incredible for tourism in Abu Dhabi. Um, as I said, you know, we have the ability to switch on uh, relationship with, with our relationship with morale and the uh, Abu Dhabi DCT Tourism Authority. Um, we're able to do hotel packaging. We're able to do, um, you know, flight relationship with our number one partner, Etihad. Um, I think it, it's just a game changer what this size 
space has been able to do for the offerings that we can push out to the market. Um, for, for every single event, we just push the button and we're packaged across the board. Morale has their own internal sort of packaging arm called Experience Hub, um, and we work closely with them to make sure that not only can you come to an event and get a hotel room, but also if you stay an extra day, you can go to one of the world-class parks, Warner Brothers, soon to be SeaWorld, Ferrari World, uh, Water World. So I think I've never seen a destination that works so closely together to make sure that that seamless sort of experience, whether you're in the UAE or, or flying in from the region or, or international, is so easy to kind of combine and package. So that's packaging is a huge word for us in everything that we do. And from a planning perspective, how important is it to plan performances and events that happen at Etihad Arena around events that are already sort of happening in Abu Dhabi at that time? For example, Kevin Bridges and the HSBC golf event. I think it is. I think you you know it's a it's it's a it's a balance of making sure that you have enough offerings around the city at the time that people are in. So so Kevin Bridges, you know, is a perfect demographic for golf. You know, a, a lot of my my golf buddies are are just so excited about it, and and I am too. He's, he's very funny, but it just works with that demographic. So I think as long as you get events that sort of tie in together, um, when there are other major events here, they become complementary. They really do. That they, they become a let's stay the week. Again, let's go to the golf during the day and go see an event at night. And I think that's really what we're trying to do. It's similar to how the concerts really complement F1, the Asalam. I think it's very similar to that. And what is your vision for the future of Etihad Arena? Yeah, we, I mean, we want to be the, 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 the number one. Uh, I'll be honest, we want to be the best venue in the region. I think we have all of the uh, facility and, and support to do it. So um, we really want to be the, 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 the go-to arena and venue for major shows in the region. Um, there's going to be competition, of course, which means we have to keep raising the bar. But um, we, we want to be that home of, of live entertainment in the Middle East. Thanks so much to Brent Jackson for taking the time to chat. And thanks to everyone for downloading the podcast. Please do like, rate and subscribe to the podcast. Tomorrow we are joined by Sam Cantaria, Head of Employment and Incentives at Altamimi and Company. With six months to go before the new labour law comes into effect, we will be discussing what companies should be doing in order to be compliant. Should be a good one. See you all tomorrow.